Hey there, and welcome to Time for Chai, the podcast series where leaders in manufacturing, commodities, risk, supply chain management, and digital technology come to share truly actionable insight based on real-world experiences. I'm your host, Jake Jacobs, Head of Growth at Chai. Now, I'm really excited today to be joined by Ed Jones. Ed is a non-executive director of Make UK and Now Pensions. He's also an advisor at Synergy Mode, a company who are looking to shake up the boardroom through the power of advisor collaboration. As well as you know those things that Ed does, he's also an advisor to other companies as well. Up until the middle of 2018, Ed was the CFO and one of the key members in the management team that quadrupled the size of P&O Cruises and Cunard Cruise to a turnover of 1.5 billion. Ed's focus in that business was very much around delivering strategy and improved performance as well as risk management. Ed, it's really great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me now. Really, really interesting on the kind of cruise industry. Yes, thank you very much, Jake. I'm delighted to be with you today. As, you, as you've said, it is a very, very challenging time for the cruise industry at the moment. But I have no doubt in terms of all the steps it's taken and it will take, it will emerge um, much stronger from it. Brilliant, brilliant. Great stuff. So the first thing that I really want to get into, Ed, you know, the people listening, the audience out there, like I always say, this is all about providing actionable insight and useful tips for them right now. I'd really love to get straight into your view of the current business environment and how it's going to look going forward as well. Okay, well, I think the first thing to say is in the context of a health crisis with very distressing human consequences and also an economic emergency which is massively impacting people and will do so into the future, it's stating the obvious to say that the business environment is very uncertain, both in the short term and the medium term. I think most businesses now will be planning for or emerging into um, the recovery phase. Clearly, that will still be within the context of social distancing, which will make it really hard. And alongside thinking about the new normal situation that will develop afterwards. Now, I say new normal because I'm not expecting everything to return back to how it was before this crisis. Now, that environment provides massive uncertainty for business. Now, imagine in all the planning options many businesses are looking at, that all of them will be suboptimal to some degree. My advice based on my career is to, for businesses to embrace this uncertainty and embrace the change opportunities it provides. Develop a plan that's good enough, consistent with managing the risks, particularly amongst people, and then get on and test and learn in this environment. That's really, really interesting that you you say that. And and can you talk a little bit more about kind of what that advice is based on? Talk a little bit about you know your own experience and and really kind of why it is you, you think businesses should be doing that. Yes, well, I, I think it's probably helpful if I just give an example of many commentators talk about the fact that success is based on ten percent strategy, ninety percent execution, and I firmly believe that because it's amazing how much you can learn as you go through these things. So. I, I really remember the last financial crisis in 2007-8 and Pinot Cruises and Cunard came out of that and in the next two years and were due to be taking delivery of three ships, which is quite significant growth for the company. Mm. And so for that to happen successfully, we needed the support of our travel agent partners in order to um, bring in new to cruise customers. At the very same time, we reflected after the financial crisis and we realised that the business model providing credit to our agent partners also needs to change 
So in that environment, the strategy was very clear and the outcome was very clear. However, I remember sitting there and having no idea how I was going to achieve that outcome. And so my learning was that when I actually took accountability for the challenge and faced into it, and then worked collaboratively with the cross fun- cross-functionally within both Carnival and with our agent partners, we actually managed to achieve a win-win situation for everybody, which ne- I've never envisaged to be possible at the outset. I think the other factor for me, finally, I'd like to draw out is, you know, there's been much talk about the disruptive forces in the economy with things like climate change and technology change or whatever. And I have no doubt that I think those forces will both remain and I hope that the change will accelerate. It's interesting in the context of climate change, as I've been locked down at home over the last six weeks, you know, I've reflected upon the fact that my behaviour is, or I am acting in a way that's more sustainable than I was previously. Mm. And equally, as someone who lives in the countryside, I've watched as spring has developed and nature right in front of me. And so I think to be able to, to kick the can down the road now seems to be unacceptable, particularly when we have so much human ingenuity and technology available to us to help us address this challenge. And that sort of neatly moves me on to technology. I think there are massive opportunities too here. One of the ones that particularly excites me is in the data area, in the power of information to drive revenues and drive cost efficiencies. And I think we're at the early stages of that revolution, actually. And so I think the winning companies will be those that accelerate um, change in this area now. Interesting. That's really, really interesting to hear. Actually, it's quite vindicating in a lot of ways because of the work that we're doing at Chai and how we're really trying to provide our audience and the people we're working with, with a sense of confidence moving into the future based on data, based on, you know, actionable insights from alternative data and econometric data. I wonder if, if you can talk at all about, you know, the role data is playing in some of the companies that you're involved in right now or your view of it, you know, Yes, it's, in, it's an interesting one, actually, because I think you know, it's easy to say, to talk about the power of data. And in my experience, it's much harder to work out actually which areas you need to focus in and what you need to do. Because I think, I think for me, uh, I've seen approaches where we've sort of almost gathered all the data we could gather together, and then you, you become paralyzed and have no idea what to do with it. So in my experience, it's actually best to focus on the business opportunities or challenges you actually want to address and then look at how you know it's data whether it be um, customer insight or different areas how that can help you address it Mm. then almost technology is the commodity part of it because once you're clear what the problem is you want to solve and what data you want to use actually you can bring in external support if necessary to help you gather that data and address it or gather that data and address the particular opportunity or challenge. Really, really interesting stuff. Really great to, to kind of hear you talking about. I think, again, one of the first times that you and I spoke, perhaps at the Make UK annual event, actually, annual conference, we, we were talking about when you have data, AI, or other innovative technologies, and you don't understand why it is you're trying to use those technologies, what the reason is behind the project, then they're pointless. And actually, that's what kind of you know, leads people to being skeptical about these technologies because they weren't applied in the right business context. You know, what do you think about that? I remember that conversation. It seems like a lifetime ago now since <laughs> we were um, at that conference in, I think it was early March. 
just before my son was born. Yeah. And so it's interesting, actually, that, you know, whenever you're helping or supporting companies in these areas, the value add is normally in helping them understand what the opportunities or challenges are that they're trying to address. Mm. And then secondly, how the data that you're collecting and, and the intelligence you've got can help them address that. And I th- it's interesting in this business environment, the things have become so fast moving and, and decisions have been made much more quickly. And I think we can come on to that in a moment than they were previously. Yeah, absolutely. You know, really, really kind of uh, interesting stuff there. Um, so, Ed, given the, the situation that we're in now, you know, what is it that you feel businesses should really be doubling down on? You know, where should the, the focus of small, medium-sized businesses and, you know, kind of larger conglomerates as well be right now? That's a great question. I think, you know, from my perspective, many businesses have adapted well to the difficult circumstance of lockdown. I think they've gone into a crisis mentality. They've made the relevant decisions on people and operations relatively quickly. And even in my own case, I can think of a couple of examples, which may be slightly tactical, but were quite important, you know, working with an organisation where we had board meetings every other month. At the beginning of this crisis, we moved seamlessly into weekly board meetings. And it's interesting how the pace of decision-making has really accelerated as necessary in this environment. Another of the companies I'm working with, based on a very strong technology capability, relocated 150 people from a couple of locations to working from home virtually overnight. And they did that very successfully. And so it's interesting how these things have happened. Now, clearly, we're now at a stage where we're now moving on and we're all starting to think about and talk about what the recovery phase will look like and equally beyond that, what new normal will look like. And I think companies need to address both of these at the same point in time, because otherwise there's a risk that um, they do things in the recovery phase that are leading them in a different direction to where they want to be ultimately going forward. And so when you think about recovery, I think that's very much about a couple of things. One is operational reignition, and that can be really complicated if, if you're working with extended supply chains or you have to take account of all your partners within that. And secondly, looking at people engagement again. And I think that's a particular challenge when we've all been in lockdown and the social distancing imperatives um, remain. And clearly with this environment, with very difficult economic conditions, retaining a strong financial discipline will equally be key. So I can think about a service business I'm working with at the moment. They're very much in that scenario planning mode and looking at the various options available to them. Now, clearly, they're waiting before they finalise that to take account of what the government has to say in terms of what we're required to do and when we're able to do it. But certainly, they've done a lot of thinking. Will we be well prepared um, for this situation? Because we're all looking at a number of trade-offs. None of them are particularly easy. They're quite challenging. But what's very, very clear is standing still is just not an option in this environment. And so equally moving on to the new normal, it's then looking about, well, is the business strategy and the business model that any companies had in the past still relevant and still work in that new environment? And again, it's thinking that through, Hmm. actually thinking it through creatively, because it's sometimes quite hard to move away from a strategy that's worked and been successful in the past, but doesn't mean that will necessarily be the case in the future. And so I can think about, from my own case, examples of that from the past. The environment was different. I wasn't in the middle of a health crisis at the time. But nevertheless, 
the parallels are interesting because if you look at the cruise industry it grew successfully in its early phases through a focus very much on product and there was things like um, increasing the number of balconies on ships as well as increasing the number of spaces and type of spaces inside those ships and then it got to a stage where customers had taken the benefits of that everyone was aware of them and something else was required it's interesting what developed next was um, the development of experiences. And we take that for granted now, but it wasn't obvious when we started and we had to look at an amount of customer insight mm. and then trial a different number of different things like celebrity chefs or Strictly Come Dancing as an entertainment option. And those worked and gave us confidence to build from that. So it almost comes back to what I was saying in terms of this is very much develop the best plan you can and then just test and learn as you go because many opportunities emerge that you may not have foreseen originally. And I think that moves me on to probably my final point, which is in the context of the government guidance, I think clearly every business now needs to make sure that it's listening very carefully to its customers, both in terms of what that means behaviorally and also in terms of their spending power. Because I think we can't just take for granted that what worked previously will continue to work in this environment now. Yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And actually, it's, um, again, quite interesting to hear you say that from a chai perspective, because one of the things that I think has led us to having some pretty good early success is the fact that we've built very much with our customers. And there are two things that kind of happen there. On the one hand, it means we've been quite efficient in that we've built features uh, that the customers want, such as explainability. So all of our price predictions now include an explainability mechanism that explains why we made that prediction so it's not just kind of black box ai so it's allowed us to be more efficient and on the other hand by incorporating customers into the build process i feel like they feel quite kind of enfranchised and part of the journey with us as well i don't know you know what what do you think what's your experience on that because i mean we're talking about b2b setting but obviously your previous experience was b2c but even so i'd be really interested to hear your take on that no, I totally agree. Congratulate you on doing that. I think, from my experience, it's interesting how many occasions I agonised about strategy and kept on working it and working it. And sometimes you can almost end up in your own little bubble. And I think what's interesting about speaking to customers, one is, from my experience, they're really grateful for being asked and very enthusiastic about giving their contribution. And I totally agree that it makes them feel more part of it as well as it develops and evolves. And I think, again, in this environment, it's something we should all be thinking about and doing more so than ever before. And all really, really interesting stuff. So I wonder now if you could talk a little bit about the importance of leadership, strong leadership in this current environment as well, something you've got a lot of experience with. Yeah, I think it's something that's absolutely key to me. I think the companies most likely to succeed will be those led by leaders who do focus on making sure they have a clear strategy and lead their people through this, but also critically are collaborative and authentic. I think we both know that, you know, leaders were under pressure coming into this environment from the disrupted forces and the impact of those on their business model. I think there was also the stakeholder agenda and just paying attention to um, all stakeholders rather than focusing on pure profit. And as we all know, in this environment, I think, Leaders are very much in the public eye, either directly or indirectly. And I think, therefore, the focus on having a purpose and being authentic, it comes through. And it also comes through if it's not there. And so I think we talked about the fact that I think many leaders have done a good job 
um, in the lockdown phase, but we're now moving into a different phase of this. We're moving into the recovery phase. And I think strong leadership will still be key there. It'll, there'll still be a focus on having a clear strategy and leading the company through that. But equally, I think it'll need to involve a much wider group of people mm. because actually operational reignition, both in looking at a plan to get the company back up and running and look at all the stakeholders because they impact the company's ability to do that will therefore need to be a collaborative effort both in the development of the plan and the execution of the plan and then the second factor which is fairly obvious is the people engagement side of it will need will need a lot of focus um too so i think you know now we're moving to a different phase we're moving into the recovery phase i think strong leadership will still be really important there'll still be a necessity to focus on strategy but i think now it will have to need to involve a much wider group of people because this is now about getting the whole business up and running and that will need coordination and collaboration across the business and equally if we're looking outside at all the different partners and making sure you're moving in lockstep together otherwise you know in terms of supply chains or otherwise it may not be successful and may not work and so i think leaders who can focus on that and involve those people and engage those people will be successful in this environment. I think from my own experience, in my last five years at Pina Cruises and Cunard, in addition to my um, business as usual role, I led or co-led a number of change projects in relatively, relatively significant ones. They, were, I, you know, they, they included upgrading the financial system, changing credit card provider, and a number of data transformation projects in areas such as GDPR. Wow. And clearly I wasn't the subject matter expert in any of these, but that wasn't my role. Mm. My learnings were to be successful, I needed to develop a genuinely cross-functional team who are both agile and collaborative, who could then grip the project. And clearly, gripping it meant championing the development of a strategy and also the outcomes that were required. And then it was about helping the team work towards those outcomes and taking the organization equally that would be impacted by those changes through a change journey. Mm-hmm. I think my other learning was that um, to be successful, we need to think about what capabilities our organization had and where we need to bring in partners to help us be successful. Because ultimately, no one cares when you're successful how you've done it. Mm-hmm. It's, about, it's about getting there. It's interesting how a number of the key factors of success mm-hmm. are relevant now to the current situation as much as they were then. And I think the final thing to say about leadership w- will be is that you know, we all know how important social distancing will remain. And I think, therefore, leaders taking their people with them and paying attention to both their well-being and the key risks and how those manage will be really important. And I think employees will be looking out for that, will expect it. And I think it's, therefore, interesting how, in this environment, a number of the social considerations have gone right up the agenda in terms of how companies look after the employees, but also wider stakeholders too. Absolutely. Really, really interesting stuff there. In each of the conversations I've had so far for this podcast, there's emerged, you know, one or two kind of silver linings almost that people are noticing from their perspective, their vantage point to do with COVID-19 and the situation that's been forced upon us. And it feels like today you've kind of, you've highlighted a couple, you've highlighted the role of this situation as a catalyst for business model innovation you've also highlighted how hopefully it's going to kind of you know redirect people's focus back to thinking about the customer and developing 
new innovative businesses, products, services with the customer in mind. And then lastly, a, a kind of, you know, doubling down more of a focus on the employee's experience and actually really looking after and caring for staff. I think those three points are, you know, really key actionable takeaways for people to kind of go away and, and think long and hard about. Hello, I'm Stephen Butler, Chief Commercial Officer at Chai. Here at Chai, we're working hard to try and provide people like yourselves who are involved in the industry with the correct insights and data that will help you make the critical decisions in these uncertain times. If you would like to learn more about our service, please check out our company website, chai-uk.com, or follow our market updates on LinkedIn. Thank you very much, and please enjoy the show. I don't know, Ed, if you've got any kind of last, you know, thoughts, actions, insights, advice, anything at all that, you know, you could share to the wider world. It's always, it's always tough when you're not sitting opposite someone that you're actually advising, but I don't know if there's anything, any last thoughts you'd like to share. No, I totally agree with your summary and the points you've um, drawn out. You know, I think, I think for me, this is a key moment in the crisis. There will be many key moments, but this feels like one as we are thinking about and planning for the recovery phase. And it's deeply challenging, you know, the health situation is, 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 is awful and very disturbing. Um, so the health situation is, is, is awful and very distressing, but equally from a business perspective, there's that real imperative to embrace the uncertainty and develop an, a plan and then move along and try and deliver it. And I think, you know, all the things you just summarized will be really important considerations in doing that. And so I feel for, you know, full-time business leaders, because it's really full on in trying to work through all of this at the moment. Um, so it feels like they had a full agenda already, and now there's even more. But of course, that's where it comes back to um, having a strong team and being collaborative and working through that together. Because I think it'd be fair to say it's a bit trite, but this will be a marathon. This is a marathon and not a sprint. So Ed, obviously the, the title of this talk is navigating uncertain waters and i really like to know you know what your kind of thoughts are around the different tools techniques or or strategies that businesses can employ to mitigate risk in such an uncertain time yeah that's a big question but the key one at the current time i think for me it's about understanding the impact on your business both in the lockdown phase that we've had and then what it's like to be like in the recovery phase and so for me, there are many risks out there, but I think, I think each, each business is going to look at its own situation and decide how to address it. So I think it's, it's about looking at the context and then looking ultimately how the business can recover and what are the particular risks attached to that. I think there are a number of things to think about, clearly in terms of getting an operation going in, but I think the one that's at the topmost of my mind is the impact on people. I think in this country, we've been very successful at being in lockdown and obeying the rules and regulations. Now, I think to actually re-emerge and go into a recovery phase, albeit only when the government feels we're ready and in accordance with their timetable, will be very challenging, will result in a change in our behaviours. And so I think each business will need to look at that really closely and make sure it engages with its people and builds a plan with them mm. to do that in order to be successful. Interesting stuff. Brilliant. Well, Ed, it's been really, really great to talk to you today. I really appreciate you giving up your time. And, you know, I would strongly encourage anyone at all 
who is looking for any no obligation kind of advice or guidance from someone who's been through equally unsettling and, and difficult times as the one we're in right now, I'd say. I'd encourage anyone to reach out to Ed through Synergy Mode. You can find Synergy Mode online, www.synergymode.com. Ed Jones is also on LinkedIn. So I would strongly encourage you to get in touch with, with Ed. Ed, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Delighted to be able to join you today. Thank you. So that's it for today. As always, please do get in touch if you feel like you've got something different to say and you'd like to come on the podcast as a future guest. If you've also got any themes, topics, or people you'd like us to interview in future episodes, again, let me know. My email address is jake at chai-uk.com. If you enjoyed Time for Chai, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Today's podcast was produced by Alejandro Giron of Giron & Co Podcasting Services. Special thanks to my colleagues Stephen Butler, Chris Evans and Marcus Dixon. It was written and hosted by myself, Jake Jacobs. Have a great week. See you next time.